We want to welcome everyone to From the Preacher's Study, the podcast we do here from the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the local preacher here. Uh, my colleague, my friend is Kevin Clark, and uh, we kind of take this project on together. All right. uh, we're working through the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. and so hope that you'll get your thinking in that direction and think along with us as we go from passage to passage. You know, the other day, Kevin, I was thinking about how important it is and to, just to study the Word. Right. I mean, there are lots of podcasts out there that do a great job. Right, right. Uh, some uh, may study topics mm-hmm. or they may work in uh, current events or mm-hmm. this. We're really just focused on the Word That's and right. just studying the Word and uh, uh, explaining it and applying it in, in uh, uh, you know, a, a usable way. And we hope that that's, that is usable to people, that people benefit from it. But I, that's what I like to do. Let's just take the Word and read it. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. This is what it means. This is how it applies. Mm-hmm. And conform our lives to it. That's walk right. with Jesus and according to His teaching. And so we're going to look at the ser- continue to look at the Sermon on the Mount right. in this session. We're studying the subject of prayer from Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 6. Jesus begins that section by warning us not to do our righteous deeds before mm-hmm. men to be mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. by them. Uh, and he illustrates that through prayer. Don't pray in order to be seen by men, right, but right. but uh, go into your inner room and pray so that your Father in heaven will hear you. And then he gives us an example. Pray like when you pray, mm-hmm. pray like this. And we've been talking about that prayer, that example prayer that Jesus gives us here in verses 9 through uh, 13 or so. We've just kind of been taking it statement by statement mm-hmm. in that in that example prayer. And we're going to look at verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so we're going to look at that in this session. Any introductory comments? You yeah, just make? kind of pick up on what you're saying about doing the textual study. If you're concerned about, well, that's too uniform and it doesn't cover a breadth of subjects and we're just focused on one. Not so, because you've seen, if you've been with us on this podcast, we've covered a range of things that were addressed in the Sermon on the Mount. We've talked about uh, lust of the eyes and we've talked about how you feel about your brother and loving your brother. We've talked about mercy. We've talked about, well, we're going to talk about forgiveness. We've talked about hypocrisy. We've talked about prayer. Uh, we talked about giving for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. So you can see, even though we've gone kind of verse by verse, we've covered a broad array of subjects already, and there's more to come. And so uh, there certainly is a lot for us to spiritually feast upon and to apply to our lives. So there's nothing wrong with that approach. Right. So let's turn to the, the passage before us, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be looking specifically at verse 12 as Jesus teaches us how to pray. Pray like this. He doesn't mean pray these exact words. But follow this example in your prayer. And uh, he gives us some uh, uh, things to pray about, some content. You know, we look at the content here, some things that you want to pray about. Although there are some things that we will legitimately want to pray about that are not mentioned Mm -hmm. in this example prayer. But one thing that impresses me about it is just as simple. It's just short statements. We go before our Father, not with, uh, uh, you know, complex ecclesiastical language, Mm -hmm. but just simple words as a child would go before Mm -hmm. his father. And so, verse 9, pray in this way, Our Mm -hmm. Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so Jesus is teaching us to appeal to God for the forgiveness of mm-hmm, sin. Mm-hmm. When you pray, ask God to forgive you of your sin. Right. And, um, you know, it's just interesting that, to put it that way. 
And so he's specifically teaching us when you pray, include a request for forgiveness. In Luke's account, in Luke chapter 11, in verse 4, he says, Forgive us our sins, for we also, uh, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Mm-hmm. And so forgive us our sins. Mm-hmm. Matthew's account, forgive us our debts. Mm-hmm. And so he's comparing sin to debt, right, isn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. So how does, that, how does that work? How is sin like debt? Well, I think we could say that we're, we're under obligation to God to obey him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is our Lord. He is the king. He is our creator. We're under obligation to obey him. We owe him our obedience. Mm-hmm. And when we disobey, when we transgress, well, then it's, we, haven't, we haven't rendered to him what we owe. We mm-hmm. haven't paid mm-hmm. what we owe him, right. obedience. And so we incur debt, as it were. That's right. And so each, each sin... As Jesus explains it here, each sin is debt. Mm -hmm. And so forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins. uh, Forgive us in failing to render what we Mm -hmm. owe to God. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so there's that. There's that. The similarity. That's how the comparison, I think, works. Amen. Comment on that. Yeah. Well, and and I like the way that it ties the forgiving of asking God to forgive debts as we forgive our debtors. At least in Matthew's. Account and yeah. so there's a tie there. Yeah, don't get too far uh, ahead of me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a tie there about how we forgive our debtors and then trying to take our cues from how God forgives us. And I know right. you're going to get to that later. But uh, but certainly it, it, we owe God uh, the obligations of obedience. And when we fail to fulfill that, that creates a debt. Uh, those of us who are Christians owe him salvation, and he saved us from the wrath that is to come. But every time that we sin, we put ourselves in jeopardy again until we appeal to him to have that covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. And right. so that's another way in which there's a debt, because uh, we think about the price of our sin was Jesus on the cross. And so every time we do that, in fact, Hebrews talks in 10 that uh, we never want to get to the point where we start sinning willfully. Well, we're basically abusing that because then you're considered to count the blood by which you were sanctified a common thing, insulted the spirit of grace, and insulting or trampling underfoot the Son of God. And so uh, we've got to think about the price of sin. The price is so high, it costs the blood of Jesus Christ, right. and so we never want to continue yeah. to do that. So I was thinking about Matthew chapter 18. I know you taught mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 18 That's right. recently here at Oak Mountain. <clears throat> That's right. But it's another passage in which Jesus teaches us to forgive. Right, right. The fact that he returns to the subject on multiple occasions Mm -hmm. should indicate to us how important this teaching is. You need to be a forgiving person. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are people in Jesus' day, just like there are people today, Mm -hmm. who are not especially forgiving people. And so he's teaching his disciples, you need to learn to forgive. It doesn't always come naturally, does it? (laughs) Forgiving others. But he emphasizes that. Peter in Matthew 18 says, you know, ask, how often should I, if a brother sins against me, how often should I forgive Mm -hmm, him? mm -hmm. Seven times. He's being real (laughs) magnanimous and generous. And uh, of Jesus, Jesus, of course, says, well, you need to forgive your brother uh-huh. just as often as God has forgiven That's right. You, yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah. That's that's the point. Mm-hmm. But there are two men in that particular parable. The first one owed 10,000 mm-hmm. talents. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his creditor and mm-hmm. says, just give me a little bit of time mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll pay it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's our situation mm-hmm. before God. Really, yeah. I think that part of the parable yeah. corresponds to our situation Absolutely. before God. We owe 10,000 talents. Yeah. I remember you talking the other day about how much yeah. that that is. Right. Do, do you recall that? How yeah, much? Absolutely. Comment on that a little bit. 
Yeah, the whole idea is if you look at that, it talks about a debt that the person was unable to pay. And so there have been several people who have taken stabs at this. There are some have said it was millions of dollars. Uh, some said there was $7.5 million. Uh, one particular writer, David Holbrook, uh, likened it to a day's wages. He said, look, if a man worked a full day every day for 33 years, he'd be able to pay off you know, one talent. Well, we're yeah. talking about 10,000 talents. Yeah. And so uh, that's a debt that is just insurmountable. And that's likened to ourselves. There's nothing we can do once we have sinned, whether it's commission or omission, there's nothing we can do to put ourselves back on our own accord in good standing with God. The debt can't just be can't paid. Yeah. So Jesus had to pay the debt that couldn't be paid. And so we need to remember that, that our sin is so horrible, so horrendous, that once we did that, we can't get ourselves on our own accord back in God's good graces. And that creates this kind of appreciation for what God has done for us, which should translate in how we treat our fellow man who owes us not nearly as much as we owe God. Right. I came across the kind of this sort of explanation. 10,000 talents would be the equivalent of 300 tons of silver. Woo. And of course, the value of that changes because yeah. the value of silver That's changes. Right. That's why it's so hard to put a, a dollar right. amount on it. Right. It's the largest measure among the Greeks, ten thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the biggest number mm-hmm. they they had. You know, a, a myriad. Right. And it's the largest known amount of money. A talent wow. would wow. be yeah. the largest. So, it, the, the the commentator is saying it's sort of the, roughly the equivalent of our zillions. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> zillions. Well, that, that makes the he point. He owes ten thousand or ten zillion right. uh, talents or. Dollars, and right. there's no way you could pay you that. Never can pay that debt. And and but the but the creditor does forgive does. forgive right. the debt. He right. doesn't say, okay, I'll give you more time. Right, right. He just eliminates the debt. That's so we've right. been forgiven. Mm-hmm. And and then that individual, of course, turns around <laughs> and treats someone who owes him a little bit of money, right. not not insignificant right. amount, right, right, but not nearly what he owed. Right. Appealed to him in the same way, mm-hmm. and yet this guy was not willing to forgive it at all. You know, right. put him in jail till he pays. Right. And of course, that that word gets back to the original creditor who throws him in jail. You know, yep. so. And so that's the point of that that parable right. as well, Matthew mm-hmm. chapter eighteen. Mm-hmm. In fact, it ends up ends up in that in that way. My fault, my heavenly Father will also do the same to you, if each of you does not forgive his brother from the heart. Yeah. And so I remember you making that point. You know, mm-hmm. from the heart, right, you forgive right, genuinely right. and truly. Yeah. And from the heart. Absolutely. You know, it, it's it's difficult for us to do that, especially if we feel like we've been grievously wounded by our brothers. And yet the Lord calls us to do that. And again, if you don't have that mindset of what you've been forgiven, it's very difficult for you to extend that mercy to other people. So it really starts with an appreciation. Where do I stand with my God? And then translate that into mercy and grace for other people. Right. So Jesus teaches us, when you pray, ask God to forgive mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Ask him to forgive you the way you've forgiven others. You know, you know, we, you know we want to we want to ask God to forgive us. We're not quite so sure about that second part. You know, I, I thought about David in the fifty first Psalm. Right, right. He prays for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion. Blot mm-hmm. out my transgressions. Mm-hmm. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. That's Psalm right. 51, yeah. verses 1 and 2. He's praying for forgiveness. That's right. Pray for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But remember that there's this 
a condition attached to it as, mm -hmm. you know, as you have forgiven others, as That's you've right. forgiven your debtors. In fact, if you go down back, back in Matthew chapter 6, if you mm -hmm. go down to verses 14 and 15, Jesus comments on, right, he does, on yeah. this. Mm -hmm. And of all the things in this prayer, uh -huh. this is the only thing he comments right, about. Right. He doesn't comment about your kingdom right, come. He doesn't right. comment about give us this day our daily bread. He right. comments about forgiveness, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. might give us some insight or make us appreciate how we might have a little trouble with that. And so... <laughs> Um, he says in verse 14, if, if you forgive others their transgressions, mm -hmm. your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, mm -hmm. your Father will not forgive you. Right. And so there's, that's the condition, isn't it? it and is. so it sometimes is. you'll read commentators that'll say, now, now there's really no conditions attached to God forgiving us. Mm. Well, that's absolutely that's there is. very clear to absolutely. me. Absolutely. That yeah. God is saying, if you forgive, right. I'll forgive. If you don't forgive, right. I won't forgive. Mm -hmm. So let's think a little bit about this statement as, you know, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of points, I think, to be made there, perhaps. Uh, first of all, uh, well, there, there are, I think he's, he would include two different uh, situations. Mm -hmm. Forgive your brother as many times. Right. right you know, as right. It, it, you know, you should forgive your brother as as many times as he sins, he repents and, right. and asks. For, but also forgive your brother uh, that the nature of the yeah, sin is involved. Yeah, so yeah, you might yeah. might sin a certain a certain sin right. a thousand times. Right. Okay, forgive a thousand times. Right. Or you might commit one big sin, yes, you know, yes. a few times. Right. Now, we might have trouble with each of those. Right, right. If you sin against me, you yeah. know, a hundred times, I might say, Kevin, look, <laughs> come on. A hundred times, I've forgiven you right, many, right. enough. Right, right. Or it may be that you've done one or two things yeah. that really, that oh, really hurt. And that might be hard oh, as yeah. well. Right. And so if we have a limit on... However, we forgive. Mm -hmm. You know, if we place a limit on, okay, I'm going to forgive seven times, but right. no more. Okay, right. God's going to have a limit on how many yes. times He forgives you. Yeah. Or if we limit it to the certain, you know, to certain kinds of sin, I'll forgive right. this sin and this one and this one, but not this. This is too. Right. It's too hard. Okay, God's going to deal with you in this the same, same way. way. Yeah. He may forgive this and this. Mm -hmm. but if you do this, no. Yeah. And so. Jesus says, you know, you, you, you forgive in an unlimited way right, right. and you ask God to forgive as you have forgiven others. Absolutely. And so pick, pick up on that or, yeah, or yeah. Well, a it's, few comments. And, and think about this. Uh, I've said, think about how many times that we ourselves have done that to God. And here's one thing I think sometimes we uh, misconstrue. Because a person may sin against us multiple times, that doesn't mean each and every time he has not genuinely repented. Uh, but we have that notion in our mind that after so many times, okay, if you keep doing this, this is not genuine. Right. We have to give our brethren the benefit of the doubt. Now, could it be possible that somebody's trying to get over on us? Absolutely. Yeah, we we know be. people do that. But ultimately, God's going to have to deal That's with right. that, right? But I'm, if you come to me and you ask for forgiveness, I can't say, hmm, let me evaluate this. Is this legitimate or not? You know, you've done this five times before. I don't think that's not my place. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're telling the truth. I can't judge your heart. Right. I can't read your heart. Now, I can inspect fruit, 
but I can't That's judge right. your heart. And so we need to be very magnanimous in that. And again, look at ourselves. How many times have we repeatedly done the same things against God? And hopefully each time we did, we were genuine in our repentance. But sometimes we have problems and sometimes we have patterns of behavior that take a while for us to work our way out of. And so. Right. You know, willingness to forgive, uh, God's willingness to forgive, our willingness for, to forgive. It's not permission or license to sin. No, 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 no. Uh, and we, sh- we shouldn't think of it no, that way no. or, um, or take it that way. Right, right. But it's just, it gives us hope. Yeah. When we realize that we have sinned and we fall short, we're not what we should be. Right. It, it gives us hope. Uh, that we can still be right with God because of His grace and right, love and right. the compassion and mercy that right. He has. You know, Matthew chapter 9, mm-hmm. you know, go learn what this means. Right, right. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. That's and so right. we need to be merciful toward others if we hope for God to be merciful to us. Amen. Amen. It's not easy to f- forgive and truly forgive. No. That's, that's, not, that's not yeah. always easy. Right. Uh, we can be the victims of some pretty heinous oh, yeah. situations and pretty, pretty harmful. I mean, that's we right. can be, we can hurt, be hurt pretty badly. That's right. And so it's not always easy to forgive. No. We might, mm-hmm. you know, we, we might act as though and talk as if, oh, just, just forgive. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> now, sometimes it is a big deal. Right. Right. And, and so, but we need to work on that and, and, and improve and get to the point where we can truly and genuinely and fully forgive and move forward. That doesn't mean there are no consequences to sin. Sure, Sometimes right. there are lingering consequences right. that are distinct from the act of forgiveness. Right. But we need to work on forgiving so that God will forgive us. And so he will forgive us by the same standard we use when we forgive others. And quick point over running out of time. Sure. If we think about and dwell upon the spiritual welfare of the person who's done us wrong as opposed to the injury that we've suffered. I think that helps us. A great example I like to use is Stephen when he's being stoned, Acts chapter 7. Uh, he says, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. This man's being stoned. <laughs> yeah. If anybody could be able to focus on the pain and the injuries being inflicted on him, it would be Stephen. And yet Stephen's not paying attention to that. Stephen is thinking about, I'm worried about these fellows' spiritual yeah. welfare. Yeah. So I think it's easier to have the forgiving spirit if you start thinking about, I'm not worried about the injury to my reputation or uh, my expectations or my heart. I'm worried about your spiritual welfare yeah. because if you did this, you've got an issue when you get that corrected. Right. Very good. Well, appreciate uh, I mean, I, I hope we've said some things yep. uh, in this session that are that are helpful. I think it's very practical teaching, isn't right, it? Right, as as right. we uh, are encouraged to ask God to forgive us when we pray, but we're also taught to forgive others mm-hmm. as well. And so we want to put those things together, combine those in our lives, and uh, hopefully put into practice what Jesus teaches us to do. Very much so. So we'll we'll close uh, this session with a word of prayer, Kevin. And real quick before we go, I think okay. I forgot to do this. I wanted to thank Jason uh, Reed, <laughs> our deacon, who's helping us. And uh, this time he's helping us solo. And so that's pretty impressive. We appreciate him being yeah. here. Our other deacon has uh, another conflict, could not be here. But we're so very thankful that Jason's here with us and is able to help us uh, put on this uh, podcast. So with that being said, let's bow our heads okay. in a word of prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you very thankful for all that you have done and all that you do and all that you will do for us based on your word and the promises we find therein. You've been so gracious to us. You've been so uh, forgiving to us. In fact, we've talked about that very subject during this podcast is that you have been so magnanimous in the forgiveness you've extended to us, all the various ways in which we have sinned against you by either failing to do the things that you command us to do or doing the things that have been prohibited by you. Uh, all of those things constitute sin. All those things disappoint. All those things drive a wedge 
between us and you and make it impossible for us to have fellowship uh, but for the grace that has been extended through your son and his blood. And so we're thankful for that great sacrifice. We have indeed amassed such a debt that could not be paid by a certain number of good deeds, whether we had good deeds from now until the end of our lives, uh, not a certain amount of prayers that are said or a certain amount of uh, helping others out. Uh, There's nothing we can do to overcome the debt of sin uh, left to our own devices. We understand that. We understand the magnitude of sin as it's laid out in the scriptures and the greatest demonstration of that is the horrors and the agonies of the cross that shows us the, the terrible price for the sins that we commit. But we're very, very appreciative of the forgiveness that has been bestowed upon us in your Son, Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins when we obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just such a wondrous feeling to have all of that wiped clean. You say you remember our lawless deeds no more. And as we enjoy that forgiveness, uh, please help us to extend that to others around us who uh, may wrong us from time to time. Uh, Folks may even sin against us. And in those situations, we look to have a forgiving spirit, especially when they come to us and ask for that forgiveness and shown some uh, fruits of repentance. Uh, let us be able to overcome the hurt, overcome the disappointment, overcome the uh, missed expectations. Sometimes uh, the ones who do us the greatest harm are the ones that are closest to us because we have the highest expectations for them. And when they don't live up to those expectations, we can truly, truly be hurt and cut to the heart. And yet, even those situations, if they're asking for forgiveness, we need to be in a position to do that. And as we forgive others, let us be mindful of how much we've been forgiven. Uh, and we have been saved from our past sins, saved to extend that same mercy and grace to others around us. Let's not be like the servant who, after having his debt of 10,000 talents waived, uh, goes out and grabs his fellow servant by the throat, demanding that the debt of 100 denarii be repaid. That's not appropriate. It should not be in your kingdom. And please help us to examine ourselves to make sure that we have been forgiven. We need not carry grudges and uh, hurts and slights for years and years and years, becoming bitter over these sorts of things, which we can do if we allow that seed to develop in our heart and grow and be cultivated uh, by nursing our wrongs. No, let us look to your son, uh, look to yourself, Look to your dealings with mankind all throughout the Old Testament, even the New Testament. We see mercy, we see grace, we see long-suffering, we see patience. Please help us to exhibit these same traits in our own lives and examine ourselves to see perhaps we fall short in this area and to determine that we'll do better and we'll repent of having a hard heart if that's what we find and become more merciful and more long-suffering and more gracious to our fellow man. We ask you to continue to be with us as we uh, try to please you in our best uh, possible way. Uh, We know that, uh, as we've studied in this podcast, that the standard that we use of forgiving others is a standard that's going to be applied to us. So we want and we crave your mercy. Let us be merciful so that we can have that mercy in the end. We ask all these blessings in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.